Mary Douglas, beloved listeners, um, tis the season. And in the spirit of giving, Jillian, I have a question for you, my oh, co-host. Yeah, it? So I want you to, it's Christmas Eve, right? Just put yourself, yeah, oh, we're yeah. not recording on Christmas Eve, but in this hypothetical scenario, That'd it's Christmas Eve. if we were, given that this is going to be recorded or released. Oh yeah, <laughs> it's coming out the day before Christmas Eve. But no, it is now Christmas Eve. You are sitting with your family and you, you get a phone call uh, from a number that you do not recognize. And when you pick it up, they say, hello, it's the Manassas City Hospital. Um, Matt has been shot and we were going through his contacts and we found your number. Uh, he was shot in the kidney specifically and we need a donation. Oh, shoot. W- would you give me a kidney or would you let your co-host die? You know, I th- I feel like <laughs> it's hard. <laughs> I would probably give you a kidney. I think that would be better for optics. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and putting out a tweet like, okay, guys, the show's ending. And let me tell you, it's not for any of the reasons you might have expected. Actually, um, neither one of us killed ourselves. Matt was just shy, and I refused yeah. to give him my kidney. Yeah. Neither of us committed suicide, although I may have... Uh, turned it into an assisted suicide. We're not entirely sure. Um, but yeah, no, uh, spirits are much higher. I think the vibes on this episode will be a little closer to normal, even though we watched a video that is objectively longer and worse than the one we watched last week. Um, yeah. Yeah, it is. <laughs> I did watch the new Spider-Man last night. Oh, like I watched it too. Midnight, pretty good. Pretty solid. Yeah. It, I, uh, Izzy hasn't seen it yet. Um, but the day she gets back, she's making me go and see it with her again. Nice. Um, and in spite of my best efforts, I really did enjoy it. Um, yeah, I wanted to be like, hate Marvel, but I was like, dang, this is pretty good. I know. Yeah. That was, that was my line of thought too. I was like, I gotta, I need to stay I cool. I will but never then... be a Marvel bro. And yeah. then I left the new Spider-Man and I looked down and I was wearing a Captain America shirt. <laughs> and I was like, oh no, how did no, this I'm happen? A, yeah. You know, just when I thought I was out, they pull me back in. I really do. I am. Um, yeah. It, that My problem is, right, the only like MCU properties I'm still even remotely interested in are um, Spider-Man and mm-hmm. Doctor Strange. So I was like, oh, what damn, Solid- it's the things I recognize. And then they brought other things I recognize. I was like, ooh, it's the other things I recognize. They did the classic like they did. It was a very classic like pro wrestling thing where they bring in like an old thing just to get a pop. Yeah. And you know what? It worked on me. Um, I'm only a little ashamed to admit it. Um, but you know the other movie that we both went into expecting to hate, and I think came out of hating, um, is the one that we've made ourselves watch for the Doug Miss Christmas special, yeah. uh, which is to say the first of the Channel Awesome feature-length films, Kickassia. So just off the bat... Because we're going to try to keep it a little more focused in honor of hey the Dugmas spirit. I, I know I tweeted that this is a cinema masterpiece. I, I was lying. 
I was not when I said that I didn't like this movie. Uh, I was very honest about that. <laughs> um, I wanted it. I wanted to be surprised by it a little bit. Yeah, I was. I was hoping deep down. I it's think very much the Avengers of two thousand seven YouTube critics. <laughs> yeah, I um. So I streamed it in the Doug Zone Discord. Um, shout out to I all was of the at a holiday party for my job. Yeah, at the time, unfortunately. Which you know, we forgive you for your uh your absence, my transgressions. Yeah, your transgressions. Um, forgive me, Father, for I have cringed. Um, but. Yeah, so shout out to everybody who joined me there. Um, my notes have some holes in them, and that's because there were times when I just sort of muted the stream and we just sort of talked because I was just not at all interested in watching the movie. But I did take pretty detailed notes for some of it, so we're going to go based off of that. For anyone who wants for some reason to watch this movie, I've discovered that the best way to watch it is on 1.25 speed. That's that's the, yeah. that's the that's the sweet spot. Yeah, because you can still process things that are happening because, yeah. oh boy, do they come at you quickly. Well, but you won't spend an hour and a half there. Yeah, which you feel every second of I it. I will say, I briefly toyed with the idea of making my beloved roommate watch it with me, um, <laughs> to which I said, I have to watch Kikassia, and she said, I'll watch it with you, and I was shocked. And I was like, really? And she's like, yeah, of course I'll watch Kick-Ass with you. Why wouldn't I? And uh, I was like, no, you you misunderstood. <laughs> no, no, hang on. That's not what we're talking about here. Uh, yeah, that's that's pretty rough. Um, So let's see. The, my, the first thing I have in my notes is just, well, first of all, I wrote Kick-Ass, yeah. But then I just wrote rough intro. Because it doesn't start off strong. It really does not particularly start off strong. Which is to um, say, we've just got a lot of, I don't even know how to describe it. It's just like footage of like war paintings over like. It definitely feels like a, uh, let's pay, let me paint the scene for you. You're in the eighth grade. Um, you're in a gifted and talented history class. Uh-oh. You get a project uh, to make a, a documentary style um video about something in history this is what you come up with yeah that that really is the vibe isn't it um it exactly is the vibe like bad pictures bad music just nothing is going on at all yeah although i will say this was like before um everybody left channel awesome so it was yeah. fun seeing more than three people's names in the opening credits. It was a little bit crazy to see everyone there. I was like, wow. Yeah, I know. Like when whenever Spoonie showed up, I was like the Leonardo DiCaprio oh. pointing at the TV. Oh, meme. I loved it. Oh, at any time there's a Spoonie reference just in anything. I'm just yeah. excited. It was especially great because both Comrade and Marty joined me for mm-hmm. at least parts of the streams. Incredible. And had no idea what was going on or who any of the people were. And Comrade continually assumed that people on screen were Doug when they, in fact, were not Doug. Because <laughs> I love the idea of people listening to this and not knowing even what Doug looks like. Yeah, it's awesome. He said This was the first piece of Doug content he had ever consumed. Incredible. Um, but yeah, it's... I didn't realize how many of these YouTube reviewers... We're just white guys with goatees and glasses. 
Yeah, that guy with the glasses is now even less of like a trademark. Yeah. Like, all of the people in here have glasses. They are men with glasses. Yeah. I'm just going to, yeah, I'm clicking through random shots. Almost all of these guys are guys yeah. with glasses. And I would like to note, I'm also a guy with glasses. So, like, no judgment. But that's not how I brand myself. I mean, like, Spoonie doesn't have glasses. Yeah. He has goggles occasionally. But Yeah. The other thing, we're going to have a uh, chin watch going throughout this. Chin there's watch? some, Yeah, there's some rough chins here, by which I mean not really present. Um, and, you know, no hate. I'm not going to, like, hammer that point home too much. But, you know, at risk of delving lightly into uh, phrenology, we got some wild skull action going on. That, yeah. yeah. So I do love that um, the three songs that are in here, uh, one of them is Stars and Stripes Forever, the instrumental version, and the other one is Turkey Shot. Oh, yes. And, you know, the bangers. Movie is incredible. <laughs> Sometimes you just got to play the hits, you know, also, even if they're I not your hits. I'm remiss not to say that there's a weird pipeline between watching this video and then only getting like Oni plays in your recommended yeah, you get, like, weird, like, relics of this channel, like, appearing in your recommended. I've had the same effect. Mm. Um, oh, I would also, actually, before we begin discussing the actual content of the movie, I think we've established before that I love going to, like, the IMDb Parents Guide for oh, uh, yes. completely innocuous movies. I decided to do that for Kickassia. completely innocuous, let's say. Yeah, this one isn't entirely innocuous. There's some weird stuff going on. I do like the poster. Whoever did the poster did a great job. I like that. I think this might have been one of the ones where they um had like no, tests or something. Yeah, I don't think they made this one a contest, but there were a couple times when Channel Awesome was basically just like the winner will get like fifty dollars and have the poster, and so they just got like hundreds of samples of free art made for them. Um, okay. which good grift if you can get away with it. So sex and nudity has one thing underneath it, uh, which is to say. 8-Bit Mickey is often seen bare-chested and with drawn-on muscles. Um, which, you know, parents gotta know. And then, you know, violence and gore, they talk about how there are guns seen. Profanity, I really like this, so it goes, some brief strong language is used. Many foul words are exchanged. Primarily the, and then in quotes, F-bomb, which is used 11 times throughout. Then the next sentence is, uses of cock and shit. With no censorship at all, which rules. <laughs> F-bomb. Anyway, cock and shit. <laughs> yeah. Um, alcohol, drugs, and smoking. Uh, spoilers, guys. Uh, the nostalgia chick attempts to kill the nostalgia critic by putting drugs in his tea. Nothing happens. But then, the my favorite one is mm-hmm. yes, yes. the frightening and intense scenes portion of the parent's guide. Now, I'm trying which... to think. Like, I'm thinking back through this movie. There are several, like, beat-up scenes and scenes with weapons, but none of them, like, it's not... If this movie had, like, a visceral, intense score, I think this movie would be significantly better. Oh, yeah. No, if it was just graphic, uncut violence. Basically, what we're saying is, if this movie was a snuff film, it would have been easier to watch. Um, (laughs) Well, not wrong. If Tom Savini did the SFX... It'd be on rotate. It'd be on the rotation for me. You know? uh, yeah, of course. It would be a pretty wide rotation. You know, we're not bringing it back like every no, Christmas. No, once a week situation. Yeah, but every couple it's Christmases. Yeah, every few years deal. 
so we have the scene of the takeover may prove very intense. Ah, yes. Which, yes. citation needed. And then my all-time, one of my favorite sentences I have ever read. Depending on age. Oh, I hope it's about Santa Christ. Not quite. Oh, that was one I didn't read in the violence and gore one, which is to say, Nostalgia Critic fires a gun and kills Santa Christ, although he does come back to life. Um, That's just a great sentence as well. Like, if yeah. you didn't know what this video was, You're like, what is happening? Uh, but yeah, so we have, depending on age, Dr. Insano and the Nostalgia Critic may prove to be either upsetting and intense or extremely upsetting. hilarious and silly. Um, I'm going to say it was hilarious, silly, and upsetting. Yeah, I was going to say, I, I'm i pretty sure that what they were trying to say is upsetting like... Upsetting and silly is yeah. the two keywords I want for this podcast. Yeah, I feel like what they were trying to go for was like, if you're like a really little child, you might be afraid of the Nostalgia Critic, which I don't agree with. But well, I do I'm definitely think... Nostalgia Critic. Yeah, exactly. I do definitely think that once you get old enough to have a functioning brain, you are deeply afraid. <laughs> um, I was looking through the IMDb, and I found... So I, I'm looking at the plot keywords. Oh, yes. What have you found? First one, bad acting. One out of two people find, found this <laughs> relevant. Homeless person is next. Oh, Bum Reviews does make a single appearance before leaving. Poison. Sarah Palin joke. <laughs> I'm thinking... I genuinely don't remember the Sarah Palin joke. Hold on, let, me, let me see if it has a citation for it. Wait, is that what they were doing with Lindsay Ellis? I was trying to figure out what the deal yeah. was with her accent. Okay. That's what... Okay. Bare-chested male is next. Then board game. I just want Next wanted... we have bison. Um, okay. Then handgun. Deus Ex Machina. Also Attempted accurate. murder. <laughs> Bad morale. Then hmm. cameos. Conquered Land, Banishment, Attempted Genocide, Immaturity, Title is Spoken by One of the Characters, This is Shot on Video, Mad Science, Cup of Tea, The French, Teddy Bear, Nevada, Written and Directed by a Cast Member, Then Homicide, Bad Leader, Bomb Scare, Incompetence, Dictatorship, and Stupidity. As a side note, I'm just going through the bare-chested male tag on IMDb now. Um, is that most movies? It is, yeah. It's pretty much just every movie that has been released within the last year. The top one is Spider-Man No Way Home. Underneath that is The Power of the Dog, The Last Duel, Dune, No Time to Die, Spider-Man Homecoming, Spider-Man Far From Home, Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings, The Hand of God, Single All the Way. So yeah, it's just any movies, basically. Any movie that has a fearless man, they're like, Ooh. Well, we got to add this tag just in case. I personally am offended by only uh, shirtless male nudity. <laughs> that is a very funny thing to be puritanical about. Like, topless women. wearing shirts. Yeah. With topless women, you're like, well, I mean, look, maybe they need to, like, feed children. Men yeah. have no reason to take off There's their no shirts. no reason for men to have their nipples out. Give me Cover one up. reason. Give me one good reason, and they can. You know, I can't. You know, a little, I, little humid in the room? That's that your excuse? <laughs> I'm so excited to go to a topless beach in Europe so I can take my shirt off. <laughs> Finally, I'll be free of these tan lines. Um, uh, where yeah, were we? We already got sidetracked. <laughs> All right. Um, so we enter part one, The Withering Eye. So what did you think of the, the subtitles for these, like the parts, by the way? Like, Okay, 
so for a second I was worried that like the whole hour and a half was part one. Like that thought did cross my mind. I genuinely, I will say there is a line to the sort of thing that I will, am willing to like put you through as a co-host <laughs> and also myself. And let me tell you, if it was four hour and a half instillments, I would, the line would have been drawn there. Hours. I didn't realize there was well, one, but we just found it. Yeah, exactly. It's like, I remember um, getting into the discord and saying that I just watched a six hour documentary on Nikocado Avocado. <laughs> This has similar energy. Oh, I remember that because you said that and I immediately responded with, hell yeah, the right opinion, right? And you're like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, anyway. Time. Yeah, folks, watch videos by the right opinion. He does good stuff about YouTubers destroying their own lives. Um, much sometimes, like Doug. Sometimes whenever I'm feeling especially toxic, I'll watch videos on YouTube drama from people I don't know about people I don't know. Oh, yeah. And just like decide aside arbitrary. Yeah, you've got like no dog in the race. You're like, well, let's just I got find nothing. out. I Where got will I land? And I'm watching like two people's videos just going back and forth. Yeah, you know, like, yeah, I truly, you know, when we do things like that, because I do the same thing. I feel like, you know, Clint Eastwood in A Fistful of Dollars. Like I just, I roll into this town. There's a feud going on and... I'm a lone god. Who is to say what side I will land on? But I will put all of my energy into helping them win. Hey, listen, I'm, I'm an all-in type of person. Yeah. Like, we're just going for it, whether it's correct or not. Yeah. The Doug Zone. We will never be correct, and we will never cite our sources, but we will always be passionate. Yes, correct. Um, but yeah, so we open on establishing shots of the Republic of Malasia. Uh which for those As, of you who don't know, that is a single acre land nation inside of the U.S. Yeah, it's, that does exist. It's a micronation. It is a real place mm -hmm. uh, with a real leader who does, for whatever reason, appear in the film. Yeah, they have an ongoing bit with him that I like. I almost didn't hate of like him being everyone in the. Him being several people in yeah. leadership and changing outfits and being like, I have no idea what you're talking about. Never heard of the president before in my life. Yeah, he was easily my favorite part of the movie, in part because he and his family clearly really were not invested in this at all. No. Um, <laughs> he thought, oh, you want me to be in this movie? Cool. Okay. He was like, some kids want to do a YouTube video. Sure. Why not? Um, shout out to him. Yeah. I shout out to the president of Malasia. Is he dead? I really hope not, but I am realizing that he's quite old in the movie. Let's take a look. Yeah, hold uh, on. Malasia. Kevin Ba. Okay, Republic of Malasia. There's he no relation Kevin of ba. any kind to the ancient Greek place. Okay, he's still here in, on but, the website. Um, Kevin Ba is... Oh, he's only like 59. He's fine. Oh, nice, okay. He was born in the 60s and... Which is weird because his presidential term started in 99. Um, hey. However, his involvement in micronationalism goes way back to the end of the 1970s. So this is like an edgy teen project is what it sounds like. Yeah, it appears that they are still at war with East Germany, which rocks. <laughs> um, 
That is an incredible bit, and I like this movie infinitely more knowing that. Yeah, buy war bonds and support the war against East Germany. Inasmuch as the war with East Germany is ongoing, the government of the Republic of Malaysia is again issuing war bonds. Your help is needed to support the war effort and bring a successful conclusion to the conflict. Thank you for your support and help in bringing victory to our nation. That's incredible. I, I might buy Malaysian war bonds. I'm going to be real with you guys. Um I know up until this point, I've been a staunch pacifist opposed to war, but I might have to make an exception. Um, Anyway. So, yeah. Doug just knocks on his door and informs him that he's taking over. To which he says, no. Yeah. Uh, Which is the most realistic acting in this entire movie. Yeah. Yeah, I would. If an insane man walked up to me and said, "I would like your home," I would also say no. Um, especially if my home was the White House and I was the leader of a nation. And especially if the crazy man was the nostalgia critic. Well, I don't know. If it was Doug who walked up, I. What was that? They call the police. Yeah, I was going to say yeah. If it was Doug who walked up, I'd like trap him in my basement and call the police. Um, Aren't you trapped in your basement currently? I'm not, I can I can leave at any time. Um, I'm trapped by the social obligation to not wander off in the middle of a podcast recording, or so I think. No, uh, please, please don't. Yeah. <laughs> setting for me personally. Yeah. Julian, Merry Christmas. Enjoy your solo Doug Zone episode. Oh, fun fact: Ba also created the Intermicronational Olympic Games. Yes. Yes. Okay. New Patreon goal. We've established that we're going to make a bunker. I think we should establish a, a micronation. And, uh, made up only of people in vans. Everyone must yeah. have a sword, and everyone must be open carrying the sword at all times. And they will be called the Vanguard. Um, but anyway... Um, um, he also announced Microcon, a biannual event held in <clears throat> odd years at a venue for delegates of micronations around the world to share ideas, dreams, and worlds with each other. Uh, 2015 received 36 attendees. Um, Honestly, better than I was expecting. He also co-hosted Microcon 2017 and 2019. Um, Each one is held by a different micronational government, but one of them had 113 attendees, the biggest one ever. Where did they come from? Just other micronations, or he also wait. Hold on, he works in HR for the Nevada National Guard. (laughs) That seems like a conflict of interest. Yeah, I was sergeant first class in the U.S. Army at one point. Oh, that rules! All seems like a conflict of interest. So yeah, Doug's on Doug's on Patreon goal. What we're going to do is we're going to buy the acre of land directly next to Malasia, build a bunker. And then go to war with Malasia. We're going to name it West Germany 2. We will name it West Germany 2. Yeah, and we will go to war with Malasia. Truly Kikassia style, except yeah. we will not take prisoners. Um, Who's going to be the Sarah Palin spoof? Yeah. Um, I'm afraid to say it might be you, which does land me in the role of the nostalgia critic, which I am no happier about. Um, Adist can be spoony. Ooh, okay. Ooh. And yeah, by this point, he like has a job and a stable career. And so he needs oh, to like do the Spoonie, Dr. Insano, embrace yeah. the madness. Exactly. He has to go back to saying slurs through a vocoder. Oh, I was thinking about that yesterday. God, that, it's 
Were you in there when uh, that was happening, or was that just me and Squid? It was just you and Squid. I joined like a minute after Adis left, and you guys were like, "Yo, guess what Adis was doing?" <laughs> it was kind of an incredible bit. Uh, it's such. It's one of the. I mean, just like almost like, any. It's so funny to talk about. Yeah, like doing almost anything racist. It's it's terrible when it's happening. You hate it. It's uncomfortable. But but oh, the second it's over is so funny to tell people idea about. Of it. <laughs> It's like whenever I got hate crimed for being Mexican. Exactly. A little scary in the moment, but looking back on it, very confusing. Yeah, this rules. (laughs) Well, that's not exactly what I'd say, but our great bit. I'm trying to figure out a way to endorse this without endorsing the actions. No, you're good. It's fine. It's fine. But regardless. So, Doug, upon... Oh, shit. I skipped. Wait, hold on. I am learning so much about (laughs) Malasia. So it was a kingdom... Um. Was he in also the king? Ninety-eight, and at that point, it became a communist kingdom. Um, in in June of that year, why are they uh, at until, war with East Germany? Until September third, nineteen ninety-nine, where it became the People's Republic of Malaysia. Oh yes, and the currency is cookie dough. How awesome is Malaysia? I just got to say, how was that not? How was that not a bit in the? In Kikassia. Yeah, like, I was going to say, I feel like in cookie dough. we like, must have done more research about Malasia than they did. because The country is funnier than the video. Yeah. Low bar, admittedly, but still. Oh, there's actually a outbuilding that's the Bank of Malasia, which is just <sighs> gambling chips and printed banknotes. Oh, yeah. Oh, this is so cool. Yes, I love this. I love everything about this. I got to say. Yeah, no, this is great. They shouldn't have. How how was this movie bad? They should have just made a documentary about Malasia. They could even make like a, a spoof documentary about it where they're in it. It would have been fine. Yeah, they... like but it's... anything about Malasia is way funnier than what they made. Yeah, like they're they're slowly uncovering things about Malasia while like the president is like taking them prisoner or something. I don't know. I put 15 seconds into work of work into that, and I would much rather have watched that than watched Kick-Ass. Yeah. But, a good amount of micronations. Yeah, it's always surprising when I like, I, I every now and then I just go through their Wikipedia articles because there's nothing but bangers in there. Um, and there's a little convenient list. Yeah, it's very nice. But yeah, so there's a bit that goes on for several minutes after Doug is, you know, spurned by Malasia. How dare, um, how dare yeah, he he goes home and he calls all of the creators who are co-starring with him and all says the other people that are on that guy yeah. with glasses and channel awesome stuff. Yeah, all of his all of his co-creators. He calls them all and goes, it's time and then hangs up. And if you thought that bit was boring, just wait until they all call him back and ask what it's time for. Because that also goes on for several minutes. My favorite is, I don't remember who it is, but somebody thinks he's asking, what time is it? And repeatedly keeps trying to tell him the time. I believe it was Spoonie, because in my notes, hang on, let me take a look at my notes. I should have it in here. Um, Yeah, I said... Yeah, yeah, so I... It's another guy with the glasses that looks just like Doug. Yeah, there's a couple of those. (laughs) Yeah, so my notes say, uh, Doug has no idea how to work a lens flare... I mean, how to work a camera, that lens flare is definitely not intentional, um, which is true all throughout the movie. There's so many instances of clearly unintentional lens flares. 
and then my notes then say, it's time in all caps. Lindsay Ellis has entered the chat and they always hated Spoonie. So yeah, it was Spoonie who he hangs up on because he keeps calling him to tell him the time. Spoonie deserves vengeance. Yeah. So what do you think about Doug's use of Dutch angles? What? So, you know, there's just so many of them throughout the movie. And they're like, it seems that he just does them when he gets bored of doing like a shot reverse shot during a conversation. Like a random one will be like looking up at Doug at an angle for no real reason. And I'm not a fan. Yeah, it's a little bit weird. I'm sorry, I'm posting Spoonie's actual dog in Dog Zone currently. Because it it looks frighteningly similar to my, to Broccoli. (laughs) Let's take a look. Yeah, we gotta, we need some more dogs in the Dog Zone. It's been a lot of cat content lately, which I'm happy with. But Spoonie's dog. Are you, are you serious? Yeah, it's Spoonie's dog. Wow, I genuinely thought you posted a picture of Broccoli Broccoli. for like, comparison's sake. Wow. No, that, Spoonie's dog looks just like Wow. Hmm. Much to consider. Do you know what do you know what his dog's name is? I'm I'm scared that it might be Thacko. Oh. Throckley uh, is how we'll like combine T-H-A-C-O. those. H A C O. Hmm. Thacko Thacko. I don't plan to look into what that means because I feel like whatever it is, it will upset me. Um I'm gonna do it. Just... All right. So while you look it up, I'll just continue going through my notes and then working off of those. It's a D and D. Oh. Um, to hit armor class zero. Hmm. Interesting. What edition? Um, it is in every edition. What website are you using? What What do you mean? I just looked up. You just You just googled it. I I googled it, and I've found several websites. Um, it's primarily with Dun- Advanced Dungeons and Dragons Second Edition. There we and was go. Discontinued later in the game. It's pronounced Thaco or Thaco. Hmm. Well, I'm gonna have to Google that later. But um, thank you, Spoonie. Very cool. You have a good dog, Spoonie. Yeah, I'm a big fan. Noah, if you will. Yeah, yeah. I think we're on that. I think we're on that he level. Has a whole. Oh no! Now I'm just looking through Spoonie tweets. Um, there's an awful. I'm sending you this thread. Yeah, I was going to say, he went pretty wild on Twitter a while ago, if I remember correctly. Um, I, oh boy. It's just like bad, bad like scripts I think he's thinking of. They're oh, all... yes. Yes. <laughs> um, oh no. This cannot be good. I mean, this is a whole thread, by the way. Oh boy, okay. Um, this is a Holmes and Watson I'm just going to read the tweet that you sent me in particular, and then I'll just, I'll dig through these more a little later. Okay. Cop. Blearg. Lestrade. Ah, Holmes. Glad you decided to join us. Holmes, let us skip to the part where you show me the crime scene. Your men have ruined and stopped talking to me. Watson, excuse him. Spoonlock. <laughs> yeah. Spoonlock. Keep going, keep is going. A quote. Morning person. Holmes. No, I just hate people. Man, uh, banger. Um, It's just like, it seems like it's a sincere thing that he's written, like a Holmes and Watson. Because it's all very, like, actually Sherlock Holmes. um, Except it's Spoonlock Holmes. Which, 
You can't make me no Google doubt. that fanfic. You cannot there's... make me Google the Spoonlock slash fiction that I know exists. I refuse. Um, here, I, I found a great image that I will once again be posting in the Dog Zone. Because... Good, good, good. Um, so while you post that, so yeah, uh, the critic gathers the, the crew and he explains the plan. Um, and I will say in this movie, the nostalgia critic is fully a character, uh, which is good because we're in solid dog. Yeah. Which is good because while he's explaining the plan, he does endorse the Nazi style of Blitzkrieg. Um, okay. Hold on. Which is especially interesting because he, oh yes. Sorry. I just checked the dog zone. His entire Twitter is one long Sherlock, like it's a it it's a crime novel. He's made his Twitter. All he tweets about is his dog and this crime thing he's come up with. And you know what? That's good. Um, Ethan also appears to be under the impression that this is broccoli, uh, which is good. <laughs> Incredible. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so Doug explains his plan to the people, which is that they will be taking over the nation of Malasia. And then expanding through neighborhoods until they rule the entire world. Everybody else is on. Uh, everybody else is on board for this. So they they roll up. They run towards the the president's house, and he pulls out an assault weapon and just fires indiscriminately at them. Uh, and my notes just say this is how the right imagined the Kyle Rittenhouse shooting. Uh, but yeah, so. A lot of this movie is just things happening several times to pad the runtime. Um, and this is no exception because they leave and then talk about forming a plan, which they just I'm sorry, did. I'm getting, I'm getting lore on the Spoonie's dog right okay. now. What have you got um, for us? So this is from uh, December 14th, 2021. A few days ago, I found a doge who seemed lost and very hungry. He had no microchip. And nobody came to the shelter looking for him. I decided that I would look after him. I gave this good boy a name, Thaco. Oh, he so this is a lived- recent discovery. Oh, Thaco is very recent. He must have lived outside for a long time. He seems nervous indoors, but is a lot more at ease while getting some sun. Hmm. Um, and then people were like, did you just take a random <clears throat> dog from outside that doesn't seem like a great idea? And then he's like, no, nah, the vet says it's fine. He's just malnourished. All right, you know what? Critical support for Spoonie in this move. In, in this move. He does tweet about his dog in, like, the Tumblr way, where it's, like, doge. Yeah, it's, like, doggo. pupper, good boy. Yeah, it's all, speak. it's all that. The boop is snoot and stuff like that, which I yeah, can't say I'm a fan boop of. Boop is on here. Socko tired now, please no bisperb. Mm-hmm. Yeah, see, so this that. sort of, that in particular is the one kind of, like, cringe where I feel like I can't entirely, I can never bring myself to hate it fully, because it just no. reminds me of an innocent era. So, I don't like it, but I, I will never judge a dog owner for doing it. Now, the uh, the Oval Pothis Twitter account, on the other hand, I will judge, and I have received strikes on my account for threatening to harm physically. Uh, are you dog? familiar with this account? No, so it's it it's like Biden's dogs at that one. It's not, except it's not even like an official dogs account. Of Congress, or yeah, it's it's not an official one. It's like just like a fan account that was made where someone like will tweet about basically like, uh, you know, just another day being the pupper of the greatest president ever or whatever. Um, 
and all stuff like that. There were a couple just absolute bangers a while ago. Um, and I started just like commenting like pictures of like policies on euthanasia in pet shelters underneath it. And that, Oh my God, that bit got shut down quickly. Um, I wonder why. Yeah. For some reason it wasn't popular and admittedly not my nicest bit. Although I do, I will make the case that it was among my funniest because I, I was enjoying myself while I did it. Well, that's good. Yeah. So Doug is, side note, do you want to talk about Doug's costume throughout this film? So he is dressed in like a military dictator. What we are going to call his pussy getting outfit, I believe. Yeah. yeah. Well, I can't imagine. But the hat is always like askew. Yeah. She's wearing a cape. So yeah, he, um, oh, side note, I I forgot to mention this, but we did go into part two here, uh, when they successfully take over and Doug has his outfit. But what I love about Doug's outfit is that, like, he has that, and everybody else is just dressed like a normal person. Like, no one else is doing costumes at all. Yeah, that's, that's a weird one. Yeah. And they also all, like, clearly there was no money put into, like, any props or anything. It's just whatever they had lying around. Yeah, so it's like it's like they had a Nerf gun and a ferret stuffed animal. Yeah, and like a foam sword. Um, and then some people just have like airsoft guns that look like actual weapons, which is really jarring if you're not paying attention and all of a sudden you like look over yeah, and there's a like guy holding a, a like Uzi and yeah. you're like Oh no. Yeah, like you watch a guy like grab his beanie baby and put like a fake grenade in it. You watch a guy get a nerf gun and then you see a guy, a guy pick up an Uzi. There's one other person in like a uh costume. I don't know who it is, but he's wearing like a spirit Halloween like bracers with a plastic sword oh, and yeah. a red cape. Um this is he the does- one who has his muscles painted on, right? Uh the eight bit uh, gamer. Yeah, correct. Yeah. The bare chested male. Yeah, he was the reason for the bare chested male tag. Um, Which is another, like, indie folk band name. The bear <laughs> this is my, my feminist response to the Bare Naked Ladies. Yeah, I was going to say, it's my Bare Naked Ladies cover band. Uh-huh. Um, uh, let's see, I've always joked I want to make, like, a Mormon Bare Naked Ladies cover band and call it, like, the Modest Daughters of God or something of, like uh, that. Mormons, could I, not exactly Mormons, but um, <laughs> the Instagram account that I showed okay so guilty confession i was going to rewatch parts of this movie because i completely paid no attention to them the first time i did and you said that to me and i got so distracted that i completely forgot to the thing was is that that just popped up on like my explore page on instagram um next to a uh gifts to get for the autistic people in your life infographic well actually okay i could see that uh so listeners i just um we're not going to tell you what the picture is until after I have tw- until after I've read the caption. So here's the caption: Jehovah caused the sun to stand still. Sun emoji. Quote: It was then on that day that Jehovah routed the Amorites before the eyes of the Israelites that Joshua said to Jehovah before Israel, "Sun, stand still over Gideon, and moon over Valley of Ajalon." And so the sun stood still, and the moon did not move until the nation could take vengeance on its enemies. Joshua ten twelve, line 13. Well, if you had to guess what picture paired with that, it's probably like... Yeah, there's three more scriptures, by the way, yeah, which no, I won't there, read. There's so many scriptures on this account. It's all Lego stop motion. 
It's not even stop motion. Some of them are. Some of oh, them are. Yeah, there are a couple of them. But this one is just a picture of like a uh-huh. Lawrence of Arabia Lego mm-hmm. holding a knife up towards a badly edited in sun. Which is incredible. And this account has about 6,000 followers. Oh, it's so good. I love this account so much. Um, he also... The, wa- the Watchtower uh, cover that they did is I, pretty powerful. That one's good. I'm currently looking at um, Take Up the Large Shield of Faith, where he's talking about, like, you know, taking up the shield of faith, avoiding, like, the fiery darts of the enemy and all that. Uh, but it's all Roman soldier minifigures, which seems a little bit tasteless, considering where the story ends for Jesus. But anyway. um, One of my favorites is the caption reads, I've got wheels, I've got racks, I've got books, and I've got tracks. I take the kingdom message everywhere. When the crowds pass me by, I'm designed to catch their eye. Whenever people gather, count on me, because I'll be there. And they have made custom, like, watchtower Legos. It's so good. (laughs) Oh, hang on. Hang on now. Um, okay, so he posted one about not being afraid. Um, and, oh, yeah, it definitely looks like this is like an anti-vax COVID type thing. Uh, because oh, the, yeah. Because the first one is a frightened-looking man in a hazmat suit pointing a gun at just a normal man sitting down. And the other one is police officers raiding a home of what appears to be a Christian family for no discernible reason. Um, which is cool. Yeah. Are you facing extreme sense, uh, extreme stress? Pray to the God of all comfort. It can bring immense relief. The Bible says that he comforts us in our trials. Second Corinthians chapter one, verse three and four. Um, so yeah. Very cool. That was posted in March of 2020. So <laughs> All of these are just insane to me. Oh, these are so good. Um, I also love his bio. Uh, best life ever created with Lego bricks. Pictures taken by me. Like the little, and then it has the, the hands emoji. I don't know what this one's called. Um, yeah, the little like jazz like, hands looking one. Yeah, like it's smiling and it has its little hands out to the side. And then a heart. And then in parentheses, I don't sell Lego. Which so, is Anyway, greatest account on Instagram. I'm a huge fan. Um, I do regret to say we should probably uh, return to the movie because we're only on part two. Oh, gosh. So the but good news, the fight scene takes like 10 minutes because they love to pad their runtime. They really do. So are you are you familiar with the guy whose whole shtick was that he's like a 2D animation who doesn't actually move? So, I wasn't. Okay, his bit was pretty easy to pick up on. The bit was pretty, the bit is pretty easy. The bit is, is that he's just like still photos, but then he gains the third dimension. And that's how they defeat the president of Malasia, despite his ability to teleport around holding a sword. Because I repeat, he's the best part of the movie. He's the only part of the movie I ever enjoyed. He's incredible. He might be my favorite person. Don't know. he's, He's definitely up there. Like, t- there's Spoonie, there's him. There's Spoonie's there's dog. There's dog, that's all I need. Oh, interesting. Not the dog I was expecting to make. No, the, the trifecta here. we need. Yeah, the Holy Trinity. 
Um, all three of them have Not abandoned the us in our time of need. Um, Not the heroes we deserve, but the heroes we need. <laughs> definitely the heroes we need. And honestly, I'm willing to say probably also the heroes we deserve. We don't deserve good heroes. <laughs> worst Avengers. Yeah. Um, this is the worst Avengers movie. We can agree. <laughs> it's like uh, that back when um, iDubs did the thing where like it said the N-word at TanaCon. Um, I had a friend who was following it all very closely and I still think about what he said to me perfectly straight faced. He said, Idubs is not the hero we need, but in the worst way, he is the hero we deserve, uh, which really spoke to me. Honestly, I can't disagree. Yeah. It's also very funny to me. The last time, has he done anything since like having an OnlyFans girlfriend and then like the entire internet getting really mad about that? They're married now? Good for yeah. him. Or at least engaged. I don't know. To the the hot girl. And yeah. everyone's on our TikTok being like, is that is that iDubs in the background? <laughs> it was just and really funny. Incredible. Yeah, because there were a lot of I people who were like her on TikTok just to see the comments of people being like, wait. Cause every <laughs> like fourth TikTok, he's just like sitting on the couch in the background. Which is the <laughs> funniest way to do it. It's incredible. Um so yeah, let's let's see what we got here. I'm just scrolling through his Twitter. Um, has he done anything recently? He hasn't posted anything since November. Mm. Um, let's see. Yeah, I'm not sure what he's doing lately, but yeah. Anyway, he um he does have a wife. Yeah, they are married. Oh yeah, yeah, I see that. As of this year. Yeah. No, anyway, I still. It I thought very it was funny to see them next to each other. Yeah, it it is very fun. It's like all those memes, you know, where it's like it's the most beautiful woman you've ever seen, and then just some guy. Um, it's the classic comedian and uh, weirdly attractive girl that you're like, how did this? Hold on. Yeah, <laughs> it's truly Isaac Hirsch and his girlfriend. Um, but anyway, <laughs> they have the ugliest dog I think I've ever seen. I look. I I love ugly dogs so much. They're I'm a big fan of them. Um, I w- I'm going to try and get my friend to send me a picture of his dog whose name is Doug so I can send it in the dog zone. Oh, yes. And the dog, and the dog zone. Just send it in both. Yeah. Um, technically Doug and not Doug. I like her wedding dress. It's very simple. Yeah, um, no, it's, it's great, but it is very funny seeing them next to each other. Oh, yeah. With the tie that he decided to wear. Yeah, I'm trying to figure out what the design is. It looks like it's just like a it's pastel like, painting of a, a horse. Yeah, of like a horse race, which rocks. Uh, I'm pulling no, up to my wedding like this, too. Oh, this is so sick. Um, anyway, so they take over Kikassia, and the president of Malasia changes costumes. He puts on a different outfit and then like a fake mustache. And like like we said, the recurring bit comes up and he's like, I've never heard of the president. I'm the, was he the I don't secretary. Know where he is. The secretary of uh like keeping order or like normalcy or something. Yeah. Um and they're like, well, we have to keep him. We need things to say say orderly. Yeah. And then it do- it shows like the one recurring bit that I, I I think I pretty much just enjoyed watching it happen, which was he then becomes like an Emperor Palpatine type figure as he like just sort of lurks around in the shadows and sows the seeds of discontent whenever possible. Um which I was a big fan of that. Like I said, best part of the movie. I have decided what um, movie we're watching next. It's a documentary from 2010 called How to Start Your Own Country. Top build as himself. Yes. 
That's oh, incredible. That's what this movie could have been. Um, so at this point, they, you know, they declare victory. He surrenders. Um, and, and then unsurprisingly, he'll turn from the critic. Yeah. Then hijinks ensue. Uh, so let's take a look back at my notes. I haven't Sorry looked at them. Sorry if anyone can hear my dog. She's a husky <laughs> and is deciding to be very vocal currently. Oh, I see that you sent me the picture of them together. It's powerful energies from it, honestly. Um, it's pretty solid. So, let's see. We have... Um, oh, there was another bit during the uh, the intro that I quite... I mean, during their like attempted takeover that I enjoyed... Uh, it went on too long, but if it had been shorter, I would have thought it was funny, which is they all run up to a chain link fence and try to shoot it, but they can't because their bullets just go through the holes, which would have been a funny three second gag, but it went on for like 30. Um, so I have I have a stark question. Did you laugh at a single joke in this movie? No, hmm. no, I don't think I did. I don't think I did either. Um, so. Let's see. Uh, then they do an incredibly long bit, which is just them doing like a fake newscast about yeah. the takeover. Yeah. It's like for sure the guy who did it was like, I can do a funny reporter thing. And they were like, perfect. And it goes on for so long. Like it's like a third of the movie. Or at least it felt like it. And there's only one particularly notable thing that I want to discuss with this documentary in particular and that is when they introduce Lindsay ellis there's this really weird like leering shot that goes up her legs did you there's like a male gaze shot of in Lindsay ellis which is yeah and it was like so out of nowhere that i was genuinely as it panned up her body slowly and creepily i was expecting the bit to be like oh it's actually spoony in the dress or whatever but like, no, it's a genuine bet. Yeah, and like it wouldn't have been a good joke, but at least it wouldn't have been like this creepy it shot. A joke. Yeah, it would have been a joke instead of just going like, "Look at Lindsay Ellis's legs." Uh, before then, Isn't going, she hot and the spa- Sarah Palin yeah. spoof. Um, which interesting crossing of energies there. Um, yeah. No, <laughs> welcome to my sexy Sarah Palin. Yeah. Um, um, someone out there is into it. Uh, but so I'm sure you can find a plenty if you're um, into that. It's like when I was doing one of the polls I had to do at the call center was about Lauren Boebert. And one guy literally just said, like, I'm going to vote for her because she has fat tits. And I was like, you know, I respect the honesty, brother. Like, it's incredible. And the idea of someone telling you that specifically, very funny. People are insanely comfortable telling random strangers anything over the phone. They really should not be. No, they shouldn't at all. Uh, but so the only notable thing about this interview, other than it's insanely creepy shot of Lindsay Ellis, is that we establish that Lindsay Ellis's character, the nostalgia chick, is like a scheming Kamala Harris type of figure where she's just waiting for. <laughs> wow. OK, <laughs> she, she's waiting for uh, the guy in charge to die and then she's going to take power. That's um, what I'm doing. Just kidding. There's no one in charge. I literally do all of the work. Yeah. <laughs> you <laughs> hang on now. I know you, you transfer the times, set up the guest schedules yeah. and pick out the videos. Yeah. You speaking of pretty half and half now. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Also, apologies, listeners, for that like five seconds of silence. 
Joey and I just sort of raised our eyebrows at each other. Um, did, a, did a visual gag that then, was nothing. And then I remembered that this is a podcast. Um, I love doing visual gags for oh, it's, it's audio. So medium. great! One day I'll I'll pour a white claw on my floor. Um, but so yeah. <laughs> that he, was- so jarring when it happened. I I can I could hear the shock in your voice when that happened. Listen to Bad Boy Crimes, folks. Great podcast. Um, and yeah, so hijinks continue to ensue. There's a traitor in their midst. I don't remember what it is that leads them to this conclusion. So, um, what basically happens is a bunch of the other critics, nostalgia excluded, um decide that they've had enough of his like dictatorship. Yeah, they're and not want a fan. To, uh take over. Someone betrays the coup, which is a little rough, so he finds out about it. Yeah, I hate it when they do counter revolutionary activities in Malasia. There's also an ongoing bit about the hotel room that they rented being too small, which just did nothing. Yeah, that was weird. It's also funny because they seem to like I don't know. Like all of well, their bits. The same time they do the bit, there's like three of them in a hotel room and they're just deciding to all sit on the bed together. Yeah, they're all just is... sitting there like cramped. Yeah, and they're like, I, I can't believe I can't move my arms. And I'm like, or just walk over to the other side of the room. Yeah. Um. So let's see, what else we got? I have Molossian's leader spreading chaos from within. Every scene is 30 seconds too long. Oh, we do get a great line. I think it's from Cinema Snob, where he sa- he calls him Nostalgia Dickless, which, hey um Got him. Yeah, truly brutal over there. Um, I wrote baffling Canadian accent, but we've, we've figured that one out. Oh, and also, Doug reveals that he, like Bane, because, side note, we just glossed over all of the references that happen in this movie. What? Everything is a reference. It's all references. To, but references only in the most, like, it's as if they stop everything that's going on and look into the camera and go, now this is going to be a Batman reference. Yeah. And then they do the reference and then continue the plot. Yeah, but so uh, Nostalgia Critic has wired the building with 20 mm-hmm. tons of explosives and dynamite, which is a lot of dynamite for a single acre. Um and, like, he's just saying the building, and it's, like, a double-wide, like, trailer house. It's not... Yeah. If you put half a ton of dynamite in this thing, you would have, like, encased yourself in a in a crypt made yeah. of dynamite. But, oh, well, whatever. You know what? We'll just... We'll deal with it later. Um, so I wrote femcell rep- representation for uh, Lindsay Ellis's character as well, because that really is the nostalgia chick's whole thing. Um, so we get the scene the aforementioned scene where Doug is sitting there, he's watching a movie or something and Lindsay Ellis is attempting to poison him. Um, he asks for cream in his coffee and she hits him with great line, which is cream just makes your penis smaller, which I didn't even put that in the notes. I just remember that one. Uh, That one. (laughs) Solid joke. Hey, Lindsay Ellis. Good job. Good job for that one. Um, yeah, no, it's so funny because I, genuinely watching this made me like Lindsay Ellis again. Cause I've like, I haven't been a huge fan of her content for a while. Um, I don't like really have anything against it. I just wasn't a huge fan. And I watched this and I was like, wow, they really did her dirty. Uh, and so I started watching her content again. Cause I felt guilty. Um, 
you started watching Lindsay Ellis content afterwards. Yeah, I was like, the least I can do is like give her some views on YouTube. You know, I'll let the mid rolls run or whatever. Um, I'll go to sleep with it on in the background. Yeah, exactly. Just boost and just you know just boost the numbers a little bit. Um, so she puts poison in the tea, but something happens. Uh, he calls her Hun when she gives it to him, which I didn't like. That bothered me. Yeah, um, there's a lot of weird, a lot of weird energies going on. Uh, and then he remembers, and this is the this is the bit. The last five minutes we just spent of her making tea. He goes, "Oh yeah, I don't like tea." <laughs> what a good use of all of our time, Doug. Thank you. Uh, and so then she just pulls out a gun and points it at the back of his head, uh, which I did like. I listen. Anybody who just like pulls out a gun out of nowhere for a bit, yeah, it I'm, is good. I'm kind much of ever. cranking it up to eleven. Uh, but then he just turns around and sees her with the gun, and the scene just sort of ends. Like, nothing really happens there. He just sees her pointing a gun at him and goes like, hey, what's what's going on? She's like, oh, nothing. And he goes, oh, okay. And then the scene's over. Like, she could have just shot him. She could have shot him right then and there. Um, you had a gun. Like, nobody's going to be like, I can't believe you killed him. Everyone else hated him, too. Yeah. Uh, my next notes say, got distracted talking to Comrade. Gonna have to rewatch this scene, which I did not do. So did you... Did you take any notes? Which scene is this? Uh, I don't know, because I got distracted. Um, oh, um, it's the one directly after the T, where... Yeah, let's let's click Hold through on. and see what's going on. Oh, this is the um the coup scene. Oh, yes. So, uh, the cinema where, snob... Where three of them sitting on a bed being like, I can't stretch my arms. This is too small, as they're, like, visibly leaning in to be closer to each yeah. other. Um. So yeah, so the cinema snob becomes like the Lenin in this. Who is not Doug Walker, despite his appearance. Yeah, despite looking Doug exactly Walker. like Doug Walker with slightly more hair. Um, Only slightly. He yeah, so he becomes like you know the revolutionary. One of the one of the guys standing outside like overhears it and tells the critic. Um, and so the cinema snob is like they do a trial slash negotiation and then he is banished into the wasteland you know what bit i do like the ongoing bit of one of the one of doug's like comrades in this for lack of a better word his job being to make an opposing radio show that i did like i did like that, that. was pretty funny being like oh no people just love having something to rally against like, yeah I'm just, I'm just the controlled opposition um that was good yeah, I also, I didn't mind the uh, bit of Doug angrily yelling after the cinema snob as he walked away while the people waved at him, um, in part because it went on so long that it almost became funny again. Is now a good time to bring up the weird, like, floating orb that appears, like, three times? So, this guy is definitely a character that has been established elsewhere that we just don't recognize, because... It gotta be. So yeah, let's. How do we describe this guy? Okay, so there's there's a circle that appears on screen a couple times. That is like a flaming ring, and inside of the flaming ring is this guy in a cloak and like a weird bluish mask thing. And that guy is Doug. For those of you who are wondering, yeah, he seems to be like an evil wizard of some oh, sort. He says, he says stuff like. On this planet, we don't do that. Oh, he does? Oh, it's implied that he's an alien. Okay, okay. Um, 
but yeah, so he just shows up every now and then and suggests things, and then his portal floats away with him when he gets told to go away, which, fine bit, I was okay with that. Um, That's fine. But yeah, so this is the two-year special, because the one-year special was basically just like a long fight with the angry video game nerd, like a, a Smash Bros. style thing, and it just wasn't, there wasn't enough to talk about. So we jump forward to the two-year one. So there are a couple characters who have been established that we just have no context for. Which is fine. Which is fine, you know, whatever. I'm not going to ask this movie to make sense to people who haven't seen the other movies. Whatever. Do what you got to do. Um, so, I found horrible still that I... Anyway. <laughs> um, and they... So let's see. My next notes say, got distracted again, but Spoonie does embrace... He, he embraces the madness and becomes Dr. Insano uh, yeah. in order Thanks. to... In order to, like, fight Doug, he joins the coup against the critic. And then the next 30 minutes of this movie are the coup. Yeah. It's just them punching the critic, the critic punching them. Santa Christ makes an appearance and gets shot. And then for five minutes, they all, like, chant, I believe, uh, in an attempt to bring him back. And it doesn't work. Uh, Doug also has, like, a weird nightmare where there's a guy, like, it's all shot in, like, this blue light. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was weird. Um, Yeah, there's a lot of weird stuff going on. Um, It's very weird. Santa Christ is... This is arguably a Christmas movie, I'm just gonna say it. Yeah, oh, okay. Yeah, you've heard Die Hard is a Christmas movie. Now get ready for... Uh, But, yeah, I... So I do have to say, with like the cuts to all of the different people saying I believe, were those all other YouTubers? Because some of them clearly were. I think it's like some YouTubers, some like fans, some because you could yeah. do like video responses, I believe, at this time. Yeah, I was gonna say some of these looked like they were just like Random. people yeah, like channel awesome subscribers viewers who got it. Um like some like vaguely goth dude. Yeah. Like- there's the the white girl speaking Japanese. I was a big fan of her. She had like the cat girl gamer headset on. Um, way, way ahead of her time. Yeah, um, yeah. I hope she's doing well. Um, but let's, I'm just watching the footage. I three of these guys I think are literally just dug in a different costume, which is so funny that even with fan submissions, they had to pan the pad the runtime of this bit. Um, but yeah, there's there's a lot going on, and then. There's oh yeah, there are on. several. Yeah, there's like a dog in a bow tie. Yeah, like standing in the darkness. Um, the guy in Ramaka is pretty good. Where he's like, "What the fuck is Santa Christ?" Yeah, that I like that one. Boring. That was good. <laughs> um, so let's see. Uh, belief failed to bring Santa Christ back would have been a funny bit if it wasn't so long. I said. Uh, then they oh, they, yeah. they start to plan another attack. It looks like. And they use a risk board, with the bit being that different countries on the risk board are different places By this point, in Malasia. There's there's a bit where they're like, well, we have to learn how to play risk first. Yeah. And I audibly groaned whenever it, like, cut to a video of somebody just explaining how to... They teach you how to play risk an hour and a half into this. Yeah, which sounds way funnier than it actually is, because... 
saying I'm going to stop the film to teach them how to play Risk is a really, really funny idea, but somehow... Except it shows everything. Yeah, it, it, yeah. it stops the movie and cuts to a different video. Like, if it was, like, a 30-second clip of them watching it, like, on their on a computer screen, being like, oh, okay, I get it now. Yeah. I, I also, like, fun. again, you know, going back to, like, all of the costumes being really bad... Uh, one of them is just like he seems to be doing like a general Patton type of bit where he has like a World War II helmet, but he's wearing a Star Trek red shirt. Yeah, I I was confused by that as well. It's never explained or drawn attention to. It just sort of happens, but that's fine. Um, let's see. Um, I re- my next brain comes back with the rest of them decides. Yeah. To turn against the critic, and that's like his last supporter. Yeah, so they like beat the critic to death while the nostalgia chick fights with Cinema Snob. That's, this is part six, by the way, which is all the really bad shit happens. Yeah. Um, then my next notes say Santa Christ is back, followed immediately by I am in love with Lindsay Ellis. Uh, because I think just, I don't know, the fact that it was her surrounded by the I don't know how to describe them other than saying the most 2007 white man I've ever seen. Um, it's the weirdest version of that like meme with the girl on the couch and all the black guys behind her. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, uh, it's the most bizarro world version of that. Yeah. Listeners, show some restraint. Do not make that. And if you do, definitely don't send it to the Doug Zone. Um, I will not tweet it. Definitely. Yeah, um, will not tweet that. I would never. Um never tweeted to any fan art never yep not once um yeah you know what if you do this definitely don't put the taliban in there somewhere uh but anyway um yeah so i you know by that point i was just looking at Lindsay ellis like this is the most beautiful woman i've ever seen you know my my angel in this sea of darkness um because i didn't have a lot to latch on to in the terms of positivity uh the santa christ bit goes on for way too long and then they go to, um, which it's confusing because then they go to the ruler of Malasia's house. Yeah. Which I thought they were in. Which, yeah, which I thought we were supposed to believe they were in, but I guess they were like in a side room. Um, like, which, no, because okay. they show up to his front door. They yeah. walk away from Malasia and then into his house. Yeah, it's it's very weird. But his house is also shown to be in Malasia, and there's only one building there. Yeah, it's it's very it's a very weird choice. There was also a, a running bit where anytime like a change happened in Malasia, oh yeah, also um, you know, Doug tries to become a suicide bomber and gets beaten to death again, and that's actually the end of the nostalgia critic. Um Dang. Can't but, believe he dies. Yeah, I know, I can't believe it. Um but so there's there's a running bit where one of the guys like runs in and like yells updates to the leader of Malasia's family um, about what's happening, and they don't care. They don't even look up from their books, which I liked. I thought that was a fair bit. I think that happened in the way where they were like, "This would be a funny bit," and the family's like, "As long as we don't have to do anything." Bingo. <laughs> I'm not, uh, not going to stop my cross stitch for this. But yeah, so. Uh, Lindsay Ellis, as they walk away, pulls off a brown wig to reveal that she has brown hair, uh, which I thought was a funny that bit. Was, that was solid. That one was pretty funny. I like that. Um, and then also, what is it? Uh, isn't it Doug who shoots the camera at the end? Um, that sounds like a Doug move. Let me see. Yeah. I'm, I'm watching it right now. Let's see. So yeah, there's the detonator. They're punching him. They're beating him to death. Yeah, um, and then there's there's like the 
the the ending where they show up to the leader's house and are like, you can have it back. And he's like, I'm not the leader. I'm the chancellor of oh, yeah. keeping normal. And then he, yeah, he, he disappears says like, behind the screen door for like three seconds and comes back in the in the leader's present. outfit. Yeah. Yeah, so the, the last thing in the movie is like the narrator talking about them walking away defeated and Doug points a camera, a gun off camera and shoots it. Um, it is all fair in love and war. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, anyway, I, I just remember that that happened because in my notes, all it said was Alec Baldwin moment. Um, and, you know, look, low blow, but my brain had been melted. I just watched an hour and a half of the nostalgia critic running around doing things. And with, um, there were a good amount of people in the, like, voice channel that, uh, yeah, there were watch. quite a few people with me. I was impressed with the amount of people that sat through this movie. Yeah, a uh, truck found <laughs> Doug Walker's home address immediately after the movie was over, uh, <laughs> which was pretty great. Oh, no. <laughs> well, now we're talking about doxing people. I thought you meant yourself, it's not Doug. Well, we did. That's what we did later. Because I was like, how did you find this? And you showed me the website. And I was like, ooh, do me next. Um, and then sure enough, my home address came up. And I was like, okay, close the window, please. Um, Do not show this to anyone else. Please stop showing this to everybody else in the chat. Um, But yeah, so that was the first of... My favorite ongoing bits in the... In every Discord that he's in is, I believe... Who is it that does it? Somebody's like, I definitely won't mail you a book with a bookmark of acid strips in it. Yeah, who is? I think it's Comrade who does that. I think it's Comrade. That's Comrade. Comrade uh, joined the Coward Hour Discord, RIP, to try and get Barn Dog to try acid, which is still a great bit. Um, trying to get a former alcoholic or recovered alcoholic <laughs> to try acid, and just the entire pe- group of people that have listened to that podcast being like, you should try acid and then let nick push you through couch cushions to be <laughs> metaphorically reborn yeah that was an incredible bit when i was in the discord i think i was the only person saying please do not do this um yeah. which again if i am on the side of reason things have taken like, a dark you should turn never ever be the voice of reason matt yeah that's my point i am i am a, a terrible voice of reason uh well, anyway this movie is a cinema masterpiece yeah, so the that movie, i love it's it's an incredible movie beautiful work of art um so yeah, this I think is we're hey, gonna uh love love this spoony take. I do not like Jared Leto at all because he is terrible. You know, when he's right, he's right, guys. Um <laughs> right, he's right. But yeah, so this movie is I think part of the reason I wanted to watch it um is because I wanted to do some I wanted to really put us through misery for Christmas. Uh but also I just think it it shows so much about Doug that, you know, he he makes his whole thing like dunking on bad movies and then the moment he tries to do anything creative it is like the worst piece of art ever made um i had i had more thoughts but i don't remember any of them like it's not even fun bad yeah and i wish it was yeah this is not like the room like you can't like no. watch this and because bad comedies aren't fun to watch no because they're just movies bad. where people tried to be genuine and it fails are funny. Movies where people yeah. try and be funny is painful. Yeah, like the amazing Spider-Man movies are not good. I had to rewatch them with my family to prove to them that they're not good. And their problem is that they're 
just as goofy as like the Sam Raimi ones, right? But they take themselves so seriously that when they're like, oh no, the lizard is turning people into lizards. The Russian rhino is... Yeah, Paul Giamatti, the Russian man in a rhino suit. Like, they take it completely seriously. And that's funny because you're like, this is the stupidest thing I've ever seen. good watch. But when you watch a comedy that's bad... It's explicit. It can't be funny because it's not. It's not a good comedy. That's what makes it bad. Yeah, and so basically, it inherently cannot be a bad comedy and be funny. Yeah, so basically, what I'm saying is, um, don't watch this movie, uh, but join the Discord so that next Christmas you can watch the next of Doug's bad comedy movies with us in voice chat. Um, I'm gonna try. Um, I know it's not. There'll be one more episode in 2021, I believe. There should be, barring any unforeseen con- any unforeseen events. Um, um, I'm gonna try to hopefully, at some point within the next few months, start having the capability of streaming uh, movies, and we can play like Jackbox and stuff. Oh, very. We're fun. gonna. I'm, I'm gonna try. I'm gonna try to make the Discord a little more active in the voice channel aspect so that's yeah, my that could be New Year's that, resolution for doug there we go um so yeah it's you know it's our early new year's resolution so just a a look at the year ahead listeners i'm thinking um so jingle all the way was doug's last video in the first season of the nostalgia critic so i'm thinking i'm gonna dig back through a couple of the videos we skipped over look at something there and then we'll just start over we will have uh Season two will begin if, with the new year, just as uh, Doug's season two began. Uh, so look forward to the big, exciting changes that we will be bringing for season two. Um, Which one of us is going to get replaced? Ooh, who can say? The studio has suggestions. Yeah, the studio is preparing their notes, um, and I'll be reading them live on air. <laughs> um, and- yeah, so Merry many- Christmas. Oh. How long have you spent on the bit of us having studio notes? Uh, longer than I want to admit on record. Um, by which I mean, while I was driving home from seeing one of my friends a couple days ago, I was thinking, ooh, that would be a good way to do that. Um. Yeah, I like it. Well, if we get renewed for season two. We're exactly, home. if Can we get renewed, we might get canceled. Um, but anyway, so yeah, Merry Christmas to, uh, those of our listeners who are celebrating and those of our listeners who aren't. Um, embrace Happy God, Yule. you heathens. Uh. Happy Yule to everyone. Yeah, happy Yule to all. Do you know of the Yule Lads? I'm sorry, not to derail the outro. The Yule Lads. But I need you to Google the Yule Lads. Yeah, let's take a look at this. Um, There's 13 of them, and they're they're an Icelandic Yule tradition. And my favorite is Meat Hook. Oh, they all have names? Yeah, they all do different things. Iceland's own mischievous Santa Clauses. Yeah, so there's Sheepcoat Claude, who harasses sheep, but is impaired by his stiff peg legs. Um, oh. He'll be here on the... He's here right now. He came on the 12th. Well, um, I'm looking at next, these guys. we have Gully Gawk, who wants to sneak into your cow shed and steal milk. I like Stubby. Um, he's he's short and steals short. food from frying pans. <laughs> <laughs> Tag yourself, I'm Spoon Licker. Uh, he licks spoons. And <laughs> is extremely thin due to malnutrition. Yeah, no, hey, you know, if it works, it works. I like Pot Scraper. Steals leftovers from pots. There's Bowl Licker. Um, 
Candle Beggar who steals candles. I'm picking uh, up themes here. Summer, there's Sky Gobbler or Skier Gobbler. Oh, yes. Um, who just really likes yogurt. Okay, I'm a little worried about Window Peeper. Yeah, swiper. That one's fine. Yeah, I don't know if I. I don't know if I trust him. Um, <laughs> doorway sniffer. That one okay. Yeah. Doorway sniffer. Um, little rough. Has an abnormally large nose. Yeah. And then there's hook. Oh, and man. candle stealer. Um, who follows children? Ah, oh, these are all so cool. So I'm going to be doing a deep dive on these guys immediately after yeah, recording. You're Thank welcome. you for putting them on my radar. Um, I needed you to know before we ended this episode. But yeah, so uh, Merry Christmas to all. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at DougZoneCast. You can find our personals there as well as links to the Discord in the show notes and on our Twitter. Um, Anything else? You got any special plugs? Uh, Give us a good rating on iTunes. Also, Spotify now um, gives – I don't know if it's on all devices, but on my phone, you can rate rate podcasts on Spotify now. So give us five stars on Spotify if you're there. Uh, I'm sure it will do something good for us. Uh, It's Christmas. For this season of giving, uh, donate me your kidney or give me five stars on Spotify, but you got to do one of them. Same thing. Same do something. Listen, the net outcome, very similar. Yeah, exactly. Which is to say, it doesn't really hurt you. Um, you're not going to lose much. You'll be fine with just one kidney. At must. I need both of them. Um, yeah, Mary Doug, miss you all. To all a good night. Hail Doug. Bazinga.